0: (laughs) Can you hear me now? Am I loud and clear? (laughs) Hello? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Hear me now, hear me now, now. You're like, please turn the microphone off. (laughs) Can you guys all hear? Is that nice and clear? Is it clear? Can you hear? I tried out this new eyeshadow today. I didn't realize how dark it was. I'm like, oh that's hardcore and it's all good good also mm, many interesting things do I have to tell you today this happened I actually went to CVS and stopped using the set glasses because I think that they were too strong so I started with one point I need my glasses to read them wait (laughs) the lowest one what's the lowest one is that 1.25 I think oh, I'm like a grandma. Is that one point two five? What do you think? I got proper ones. Do I look like a sexy librarian? Do I? Do I? <laughs> Sounds reasonable. I mean, reasonable. Do you want me to turn it up more? Is that what you want? You want it up more? I've got it right up to my face. Is that loud enough? Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, so this is care of CBS. Very stylish. Very nice. So I can actually see things now. Uh, so th- that's the new thing. T- I guess I just need them for reading so I can help. <laughs> what happened to What happened to me? Next, next week I'll come in with a, a walker. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, they're new. I got two pairs in case I lose one because I'm good at doing that as well. Um, so what have you guys been doing? Did everyone survive the Jake Edgeley show yesterday? Was it yesterday? Uh, so tomorrow I'm going to be in fly zone. So we're not doing tomorrow. But on Friday I've got my amazing uh, schedule up. And on Friday main events is 2 to 2.50. And then... Friday from 5.30 to 6.20 um, is autographs I believe but I'm just going to sit and do autographs throughout the day if anyone's there and wants to come and hang out with me and uh, before that probably Monkey and I are going to go get a mani-pedi and we were thinking some nice galaxy nails and your girly mates are very welcome to Monkey, uh, depending on what time they get in, because it's a disaster. I chipped a nail. <laughs> uh, so main events is 2 to 2.50, and then I'll be sitting at the floor with lots of cool treats uh, in an amazing Iowa. I believe it's in Davenport. And then 5.30 to 6.20... Hmm... 5.30 6.20, I guess, is the, uh, the proper official autograph time. And then panel room one, in case you're wondering, north. Uh, we're going to do behind the scenes of international stardom with Giggy Eggly. Uh, so that should be lots of fun from 8 to 8.50 tomorrow. Uh, and then all day Saturday, I'll be cruising on the floor. And what I was gonna do is I was gonna show the panel, I'm gonna live tweet the panel tomorrow, which will, not live tweet, live Twitch, and Monkey and the girls are gonna help me. Um, I believe Monkey and Ginger, I don't know if Ginger's in today. Uh, Sky's, Sky's doing her vocal warm, warm-ups out there. Anyway, so uh, so from 8 to 8.50, Iowa time. So that actually might be the right time. What will that be, LA time, guys? Would that be five, six, six to seven. That'd be six. Anyway, so the times are going to be a bit skewed, but we still plan to do a so Thursday I'll be traveling so I won't be able to do a, a broadcast tomorrow. But Friday eight to eight fifty Iowa time two hours different. So it's that's six to six fifty. Probably go for longer anyway. Six to six fifty we'll be going live on Twitch. And then Saturday um, I can go live and just show you around I've never done it on my phone before So I don't know how successful it's going to be or not It'll be an experiment for all of us um, And then main events are On Sunday 1 to one we we're doing a Star Trek Continues Screening and then Chuck Uber who played Bones Is going to do uh, The chat with me I believe And then closing ceremonies Is 4.30 to 5.20 But I believe I'm already on a plane by that stage Coming back Yeah, So that's the schedule An amazing Uh, also we still have Fargo scheduled if anyone is around that area now today I also pretty much spent the entire day working on I have a Patreon site and there's lots of cool treats and tiers and stuff on there Um, and you can get cool fun, I don't know if we will let me show just the public page Mm. I think you just got the back the back thingy. But anyway, the point of the story is is that there's different tiers and one of the tiers is uh once a month I send uh the beautiful patrons 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 um I send them a cool song. And you guys know I, I I've got lots of songs, but you guys have been so amazing. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what do I send them?" So I made a song from scratch. Sorry, not sorry. Stealing that from Storm. Um, I figured out I can attach my voice live to my garage band and so I was going to I didn't want to know I didn't is Johnny here today is Johnny in the house today oh he is here Johnny I've also been working on yours as well I chose Heart of Glass because so there's different tiers and stuff Johnny um wanted a uh he picks a specific song and I'll make it from scratch and I mean it's it's still rough because it's me I don't have a proper recording studio here and stuff but I I I, um, I was wondering Johnny if I could play it it's still it's not finished yet but it's pretty close but I didn't want to play it if that's not cool with you because it's a special treat for you but um Yes, okay, cool. So maybe what we'll do is I'll play it at the end after we watch the San Diego Comic-Con panel. Now Texoto, I'm just confirming with you. Oh, Edge, my brother Edge is in the room. Hello Edge, nice to see you. Look at Edge, my hair's growing. I don't look like a, a, a I don't look like a mishmosh anymore. It's almost starting to look like a real girl. Uh, so love wins. Love wins Edge. Love wins. <laughs> Edge is my oldest brother i miss you oh yeah and also i had to pass a message on for edge from about three weeks ago he said to say hello and i forgot sorry edge (laughs) edge specifically called me up he goes listen i can't make i haven't been able to make twitch lately because i've been busy but please tell everyone hello i was like yeah okay okay so hello everyone from edge so uh, he loves you very much and he adores our beautiful community and how cool this our beautiful Twitch tribe is here. And he's helping me wrangle some cool guests onto the show as well, aren't you, Edge? Uh, so um, so yeah, I'll show you this. I'll show you my site. Edgy. So here, guys, is, oopsies, here is where you get to the patron thing. Will it work? Is it going to work? Do, 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 do. It's still taking me to the back page. Oh, no. All right, so, I think this is my back page, but you get the gist, right? So there's different tiers and people get exclusive info and all that fun stuff. Uh, and you can go. Uh, there's an actual tier page. Oh, you, you've got to go through the public page, I guess. Let's see. Do 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 Um, s- here we go. This should work. Did it work? No. It keeps taking me to the back page. Edit your. Pa- oh, public page. We'll mm. get there eventually. Here you go. All right. So. Uh, just because you guys have asked about merchandise and stuff, Joe, if you're in the room, I sent off your USB and your CDs today. And Chris, I sent your two photos, no, two CDs today, and a photo for Michael. Michael, if you're watching, and this is a surprise, sorry. So Patreon is lots of fun. Um, there's different levels, whatever. Lots of uh, happy snaps. You get one a month, and then there's video messages and USBs and. Um, but the one cool thing is the serenage one so this is the one that johnny chose and i've spent all day today working on this one um, and i'm going to spend the majority of tomorrow working on it as well before i have to to um, fly but i wanted to give you a sneak preview it's still rough so uh, do you want to hear it now or do you want to no i'll wait i'll wait till after the panel as long as that's okay with you johnny Johnny, is that okay with you? Jojo. Johnny, 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 Johnny. Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. <laughs> he's he's uh, replying in mime. I always find the, the lag funny. Anyway, so that's the good old Patreon page and there's lots of cool fun treats there. Now this is ooh, not something that you guys would probably be too interested in. Here you go. She, she. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Um, All right. I'll play it at the end. It's a, as I said, it's um a work in progress. Uh, and then I also have um, the song I made from scratch, which is an original one that I'm sending the other guys. Which is, I believe, it's like the ten dollar pat, the ten dollar a month one. And um, that's a whole new thing that I've done as well. I've never, it was the first time creating it on GarageBand. So here is the Comic Con that I'm going to this weekend, amazing in Iowa, Davenport. Uh, You can see the guests and I think there's a schedule there. There's me, uh, Samuel, Dan and Jillian, Chuck Uber and Gareth West. Gareth is an actor, anime. Chuck's been in a million things, Dragon Ball, yay. Star Trek continues woohoo! So there you go, come and visit us if you're in town Alright, now we're going to go watch The Diego uh, Comic Con panel And I'll just uh, let you mainly watch it But I'll interject every now and then as well If that's okay do, 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 ba, do, do, do. Constantin, I'm interested Me too, in what? What are you guys interested in? Or oh, is it Edge? Wait till it's ready What is he saying? What did he do? Hmm. <laughs> All right. Cool. So, where you can find this, if you want to watch it and share it with, or you want to watch it on the side and not listen to me blabber on, then I'm going to post the link here. It's on the Comic Con uh, International San Diego Comic Con. Texodo, just confirming, I'm allowed to broadcast this. I'm allowed to stream it. I believe we've got the go ahead, uh, but I don't want to cut in trouble. No. 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 Uh, and uh, I'll do some chitty chatting on the way through oh good night Mammy. sending lots of love captain if you if you're if you're if you're chillin we love you are you going is that what you're saying we miss you we love you okay all right we're, we're gonna go for it we're ready now if you want to do it at home at the same time we'll do a countdown uh I've sent through the link in the chat ten mippe nine mi eight mippe 7 <laughs> Just seeing if you're awake. Oh my God, that's me with a really bad haircut. Terrifying. All right. Uh, take two. Where's the pause button now? Oh, uh, ready. <laughs> Ten, mippi pippi. Nine, mippi pippi. Eight, mippi pippi. Seven, mippi pippi. Six, mippi pippi. Five, mippi pippi. Four, mippi pippi. Three, mippi pippi. Two pipi b- 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 one. Ah. Alright, turn it down a bit. Whoa, that's loud. He's Louise.
1: Welcome everybody to the Farscape to be continued panel for Comic-Con at <laughs> home 2020. Yay. We've got a great here. <laughs> We've got Ricky Manning, writer and executive producer. Mm. We've got you know her Shiana, the Nabari, Gigi edgley Yay! Yay. We've got Lani <laughs> Tupu, who, of course, did Grace and the voice of Pilot.
0: Yeah. I need God to move Rebecca my thing. Riggs.
1: Come as Amanda Graza.
0: see if Paul I can move his...
1: Stark. Yes. But not least, David Franklin. You know him as Bill Broca. Box. Go. Comic-Con 2020 at home. Farscape panel has begun. Well, thanks, everybody, for, for joining us. I have a couple uh, things that I want to get out of the way first. If you didn't know...
0: Uh, I Skate don't know how on. to move the alert box.
1: Let me um, see. So if you didn't know that, look that up. You can see all these guys all their amazing work. Oh. And also, this is a bit of a rumor, but it's kind of exciting and one of the things I want to talk about is Rock and Brian. No. Brian Henson, Head out, maybe I call him Brian. Uh, announced last year that they've been
0: working oh, on no. ideas for a new <laughs>
1: series and Brian would love to shoot it again in Australia okay. with the original cast members. So okay. That being said, yeah. let
0: us oh, yeah. oh, I don't know. I was <laughs> trying to hide the header for you guys, well, but it's your, not working.
1: Send your and so first of all, just to, to the uh, to everybody, So really, I I'll answer
0: questions on and the and in the chat, guys. So, so if, if you, you have questions fire away in either the either chat. The so I don't uh, disrupt.
1: When did that hit you? Back in the day or recently? Thursday. I'm just wondering either. if I can move yeah. this box.
2: <laughs> uh, we were shooting the show uh, in Fox Studios to begin with I think when no. at the time Tom Cruise was shooting Mission Impossible 2 um, and that was, and then we transferred from Fox Studios way up to wherever that was. Um, but we were shooting in, we had no idea what was happening or, or the response from the show, because I don't think, had it gone on channel nine yet? I think, so, no. it was, yeah. I think
3: it took forever to get to channel
2: nine. Yeah. You know, in Um, but when we were invited to go to, um, Los Angeles, uh, the following year and we walked on stage and saw about, you know, a thousand people there. Um, in Santa Monica. Well, you know that was that was the first time we got ever got an inkling of how big the show was, and it got bigger. So that's that's my kind of rec- recollection of it.
0: Well, that's the exact same story I was going to say because I remember we were you know got this invite to go to America, and we're like, oh, this should be fun, you know. And then off we went, and lovely you know service on the aeroplane, picked up in stretch limousines, hair and makeup done, interviews. were like. Huh? What is happening right now? And then we each got uh, introduced on stage at our first uh, Comic Con. I believe it was a creation convention. And I want to see that photo because I'm sure we're all like.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing, Galaxy Quest had just been released that summer. So everybody, all the Australian actors, had seen Galaxy Quest and thought. Oh, so this is what a sci-fi convention is like. So they all shut up, terrified, because <laughs> they had no idea. Um, was.
4: <laughs> and it was, yeah,
3: but yeah. But 18, I think I, I think the first convention had like 1,800 attending, and they came from all over the world. That's what that's what amazed me. It wasn't just like, well, we drew from Southern California, even from the you know Western. I got it. I
0: got it. Yeah. Sure I, got it. yeah. It was, I just for some, I, some reason when, when I, I show, show my face, face it doesn't it. like it. Worldwide.
3: Phenomenon. <laughs> Uh, and it's got a, a small, crazy, devoted, wonderful fan
1: base. Well, speaking of the fan base and realizing the show's getting bigger, what what stories do you have about getting recognized? I mean, I know a lot of you and a lot of uh, the characters, the actors were, were in makeup. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly, Dave, half your face. But did you start finding that, you know, especially, like, you know, you give your driver's license or you sign a check and they go, hey, you've got the same name. Did any of that stuff happen? The or? first, I remember getting, being in
5: L.A., and, this waitress going, going.
1: Oh my goodness! You're in fire
5: escape. And I was like more excited than she was, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little embarrassing. Except once I was coming back from the border from Mexico, and um, and I didn't have my ID, but I had all the the photos from the because I'd been doing a convention in San Diego, and and I had to prove my ID by showing. <laughs> Did it
3: work? Yeah, well,
6: right?
5: I
2: remember going to, I was in Los Angeles on my way to New York, and I remember about, about to board the plane, and these two police officers saw me and they went, Hey, you're that guy from the show, right? And I said, Which show? And he said, Can we have a photo with you? And I'm standing there before I board the plane, and these two police officers having shots with me. It's just hysterical. So that was I went. Oh my God, it's really, really wide. You know, a, lot <laughs> of- a,
4: a, a recent one for me was um, my ninety-three-year-old aunt just went back to the UK to to reside in the UK again from the Gold Coast, Australia, and she got herself a, an eighty-seven-year-old boyfriend. And um, yeah. after a while, she discovered that he's a huge <laughs> basketball fan and he's watching oh, yes. all on DVDs. He's eighty-seven. Massive maybe community.
5: maybe the relationship is just a ruse to get close.
4: I didn't want to say that, to me. <laughs> <laughs>
5: it makes sense now.
0: That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a long time stalking. <laughs> no wonder he's <laughs> <it's> exhausted <laughs> like,
5: 20 years. A long I'm time. Had an sta-
0: extraordinary uh,
7: man um, who uh, works in emergency communication uh, has worked with Barack Obama, I, and I, I was fangirling his incredible capacity in that role. And I was in this situation where we had a long drive from Sydney up past Brisbane in a car and we were talking about all sorts of things and I was fangirling him about that and it became evident about one and a half hours in that he loved fastscape so the conversation switched from talking about emergency communication to talking about everything about fastscape and it was just it was a joy it's what he is an extraordinary man and, and it was a a joy to be able to give him that and a signed autograph and it's on his shelf, yeah. That's
6: fantastic.
5: Have you charged retail price?
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, no, over (laughs) and above. We wouldn't
5: respect you otherwise.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love you, David. (laughs) Do you guys go to conventions often? Is this kind of a once a year occurrence or, uh, I don't know if in Australia, I have no idea what's going on there. In the US, I think we have. Neither do they. What's that? I've been doing um, the
0: the Comic-Cons for uh, about 20 years now.
5: <laughs> confession time. Yeah,
0: okay, confession. Uh, and I am like, so as we all are, you know, we wouldn't be here unless mm-hmm. it was for you guys, the fans out there. So we want to thank you from the bottom yeah. of our hearts and souls, you know, it's been a very amazing journey for all of us and Absolutely. you've been with us every step of the way so thank yeah. you for letting us live our dreams and tell these amazing stories you know this uh, this comic-con family and community it's really that it's a lot of the people that came to our very first one 20 years ago have come to many along the way so it is like a big family now isn't it
5: and, and you the, the relationship develops and changes and and yeah, twenty years. Oh my god. So yeah, I was, was a little bit Alan Rickman when I first started. You know, I shouldn't be doing conventions. I'm an actor. <laughs> oh and then god. I got over myself and um, just had the best time. And and it's 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 that that has a life and, and a and a vitality that sp- sprang from the show and it's is connected but is is separate as well. It's really interesting dynamic
1: kind of riffing off saying you know you want to be alan rickman you're all trained actors they don't really train actors for sci-fi or working with green screen and all that so you you have your serious credentials and you get these parts in this series how would you compare or describe acting in something where it's all basically fantastic it's all made up and finding you know especially you're playing an alien so the process of developing those characters and making them seem Real or identifiable, but also alien. I think that, uh, I'm sure you all have different processes. I- I'm really interested in that, and I'm sure the fans are too. Ha- how you came up with where you ended up, besides the writing, the internal process, and making up fake characters that aren't fake. based on humans. Fake? Fake? Or aren't fake. based on humans, I mean. Oh, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the actor's like, what?
1: <laughs> well, no, I mean, but that's the process. You're uh, nobody knows what a. Uh, oh God, there's so many different names for the character, but what these creatures are like, and you mm-hmm. have to make it relatable to human. But again, you also have to think, oh, I'm not a human. So since Ben isn't here, <laughs> this this applies to all of you, except for Ricky, but you had to write characters. <laughs>
7: yeah, first of all, that part of that was done by beautiful, beautiful writing. I think that has that we would all acknowledge that. And that, that inspires certain choices that we made and um, I think actually the hardest thing for me to to get my head around was that she was a, a psychopath rather than an alien you know that that's a big step um, An alien is part of that how sh- how that culture impacted her um, lack of uh, empathy morals um, you know, commitment to anything other than our own agenda um, was kind of really interesting to explore and, and part of that was um, from the seeds of the very first um, screen tests which I thought gave me lots of clues and you jump on the wave and you write it best you can. That's a very abbreviated answer from me. So <laughs> hear what some of the others say.
5: And you, you you, you don't say, oh, my character wouldn't do that. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> my character's <laughs> going this way it. yep yeah and so you, 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 you you commit like it's amazing what you can get get through get by with when you commit and and for that that moment that that's your truth and it when you put those disparate parts together we you know at, at the audience join the dots and go Whoa.
1: that's and that's, i assume the the makeup and the costuming helped too
0: oh my god like, I, oh, I, I had like
5: had okay. a good six minutes in makeup like every, are, you,
0: are you okay, David? I, was that hard for you? Must have been.
5: It's not. Oh. It was a sacrifice that I made for the show. <laughs> you
0: were such a
7: professional.
3: <laughs> so, uh, a also, it's also called. It's also and called it's cutting, cutting our losses. It's like you know what, what's the point? Oh, More yeah. makeup's <laughs> makeup, makeup not going to help. So you know.
5: Echo. Echo. No. Yeah. I so mean, what do you like? like so, sitting for those hours, people that were in prosthetics. And I was
4: in there for three flash. minutes because I only had half a face to be done and <laughs> it was around the and make sure that my, my stubble, my hair, was short enough and that was it. Then I'd slap on the mask. Sometimes they'd start to make up the whole face and I'd go, don't worry yeah, about don't
0: me. Follow, don't bother, don't bother. It's just light.
4: Yeah.
0: The, uh, well, what, about, the, what about you, Gigi? How long did it take? Oh, three and a half hours uh it just didn't i just didn't rock up at work looking like that <laughs> i wish i wonder if there were if we just like went home if i just went one day don't worry just leave it on yeah. for tomorrow just how how long it could have lasted uh but it was three and a half hours makeup and an absolute delight i loved it because the process yes because you got so much for free. You're like, oh my gosh, she's she, she's a creature. She's an and yeah. I've always been so obsessed yeah. with the dark crystal and the labyrinth and anything and So to be part of that world and that universe was like, this is happening. And all the uh, the creatures on set as well, Rigel and Pilot and the Scarens and the never-ending list of amazing creations from the Creature Shop. You you don't. Yeah. Have to act. You just have to yeah. surrender to the yeah. situation because oh of the riding, the costume, the makeup. It's just.
5: And and I, was, I remember the first time I saw um, saw a pilot.
0: It was huge. Oh,
5: yeah. 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 I thought, I because I I, I I wasn't in that part of the world, and I was just walking around one day and went, oh my
4: god. <laughs> because of yeah. the creature shop and the massive sets and the space we had, there was very, relatively very little green screen. but Yes. You yeah. had it literally there to work with, which was fantastic.
1: And that, your your suspension of disbelief playing the characters really translates out to the show where it's very yeah. believable. Lonnie, you were going to say something? The puppets like? were believable though, weren't they? Oh Absolutely. yeah, I mean, we. What when I was
2: working with, with uh, Rigel, for example, um, Rigel wasn't a puppet. Rigel to me was a was a was a person I had to interact with, and um, and that was the best part of, about it. Uh, it was play. You know, every time we went there, w- going to work was playtime, and um, you just become like a kid where you you just believe. Right. That Rigel is a person, and you have an argument with him,
4: and it's fantastic. Yeah. Off screen, yeah. like, right.
3: yeah. and, and with Jonathan, up, it and would be a long, long argument. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, ben always yeah. used to say that. that yeah, they would. Uh, the weird thing, though, would, you'd be acting with Rigel, and then the director would call cut, and Rigel would go into a coma, and that was <laughs> so be just oh yeah, wait a minute, they've stopped working Rigel. Like, <laughs> so that was, sort of, you know, it was it. Was the part where he wasn't
1: acting that was the odd part for a lot of Ah, them. Another thing I was curious, because I was in LA when all this was happening, when you first saw the first few episodes, uh, particularly you guys in the first season, when did did it hit you that this was something, because you never know. I mean I remember stories about the people who worked on Star Wars, Harrison Ford in particular was like, I don't know man, it was a paycheck, he didn't, you know, he just thought it was silly. And I'm not saying any of you thought uh, it was silly, but what? when did it hit you like, oh God, this is a thing. This is a universe, particularly, you know, in actors, you do scenes, it's very, it's not linear. You know, you're doing scenes that are end the show in the beginning of the show. When did it kind of hit you that, oh, this is a bigger universe and a more, I don't know, that it came together to be Farscape. Was there a moment that you remember that that happened?
2: Um, very, very quickly for me, it was, I remember thinking that it has, it's uh, really Shakespearean.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: The storyline that we were working with, the intensity that we were working with, it really, what you had to be in that mindset. And, um, I don't know if, if, if it worked like that for other actors, but for me, it was, it had to be, it had to take on the mantle of, you know, a Shakespearean tragedy or comedy or whatever it was. It wasn't, um, It wasn't an intimate show. It had to be a big show that uh,
4: that that
2: were working on.
4: I was thinking of, Lani, is is when I'm, I think it might have been my first day, early days, I think maybe before I'd shot anything, I'd gone there to get the makeup test, what have you, and I went and I watched a scene and Ben was in the chair being tortured by Scorpius and there was froth coming out of his mouth and out of his <laughs> eyes and he was just absolutely going for it in a way that in Australian TV, TV you don't get the chance to do it. and I thought wow, this is <laughs> a level that this can be played at uh, and I think that that helped me when I then went the next day shot My Side, Your Side and realised how big it could be as long as, as David said, you you endure it with the truth, your own truth. Mm. You could go shoot for the stars it's mm. fantastic for every department across the board. Mm. You're just doing hospital dramas or police dramas as right. we've all done. It's so banal and prosaic compared to what you get in that universe. That
1: That's what I was getting at. As actors, you get to you get a much bigger range than, you know, tell me Doctor, will he live? You know, it's like the <laughs> planet. Uh, Ricky as as a writer or producer, when you're you're setting the tone of a show, because you know, how kind of the the range uh, the dramatic range and even the the far out range mm-hmm. of what concepts was there and i know star trek you know set set a tone many years earlier with we're going to go for political issues and all that was there any kind of internal guidance between rock and you guys uh about what this show is going to deal with uh conceptually politically and that and those, and those kind of things besides the characters and their stories I wouldn't say necessarily politically, but conceptually Rock and David
3: from the very beginning were really, really clear on this is a show that we're going to go for it. We are not going to do Star Trek. We all grew up on Star Trek. We love Star yeah. Trek. It's not it's not any in any way a knock, but it's like, that's been done, we're gonna do this instead. And they were, from the very beginning on my very first freelance script for them, they were saying, push it, push it, surprise us. Go places you didn't think you could go on television uh which for a writer is like you know it's like being handed the keys to a a mercedes it's like yes okay now let's, let's let's go for it and we had writers come in and pitch Good writers who just couldn't get that, they would pitch a Star Trek basically. Right. They would say, uh, Captain Crichton does this. We say, No, 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 Crichton's not the captain. Crichton's the least knowledgeable <laughs> guy on the boat. If right. he gives an order, they're all gonna laugh at him. Like, right. That's not the show. These are these are a bunch of people who have been thrown together and they don't like each other. They really don't like each other. Right. And they're gonna be at each other's throats for quite a while. And you know, it's it was gonna be totally anarchy and we're not gonna do things that way. And that, that well, you know those was us that caught on to that I think we, you know, we we stayed with the show a while like Justin Mancho came in and, and totally got that and, and he was with us forever, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah crazy, the, the, the marvelous manch. So, uh, you know, and, and, and when the crew and the cast could do that, which they did beautifully, wonderfully, that's I think what set this show apart, that it would just go there, it would just go to places that, you know, and, and you know, we were oh, who, Sorry, that there?
1: was my, that was my computer. That, it's that's feeding time. <laughs> that's,
3: yeah, that, that's 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 beers for everybody on set when that happens. Uh, so yeah, we were encouraged to push it, push the limits. on. I think everybody, everybody on cast and crew got into that vibe and just, just did amazing things that couldn't have been done. I don't think anywhere else either. I think Australia was a big part no, of it.
5: No, I think that Australia really, mm-hmm. really, Embraced flavored it, mm-hmm. and and I think like from the from the pilot episode of the first episode you could see that the, the 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 evolution of of the australian being Im, imbued imbibed imbued. Yeah, yeah the tone of it that's yeah, why i mean. think it had you. such a Words are hard <laughs> okay. I know, course, <laughs> thank god I'm you perfect. have writers
4: question <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> for ricky it, it, being that far removed geographically from the United States. Did it give you a certain freedom and license that you wouldn't have had necessarily if you were shooting in, 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 in LA or Toronto even?
3: Yes, definitely. Because uh, again, the Australian televisionist had never done a show remotely like this. Right. So they didn't know that it was impossible.
5: <laughs> <laughs> with the yeah.
3: creatures and the makeup and the sets and the everything this was an impossible show to make and i came down there saying like this is this is not going to happen this is they're biting off this gigantic thing that they're going to try and do and the headset company hadn't had that much experience in dramatic television either so it was kind of new to everybody yeah. uh and again the australians just you know just jumped right in and uh, i like to say we you know, on every script you have a production meeting and you have all the department heads there and they're complaining about, there's usually too much in the script and we don't have the time to do this. We don't have the money to do this and you're, you know, you're, you're trying to knock the script down to what is possible to do. And the Australian production meetings on Farscape were always, departments are jumping up and saying, can we do more here? Yeah. <laughs> can we blow something up. Can we do this? Can we do that? And we, we'd look, you know, so,
1: great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> these people, yeah. They, they, I, I remember Brian talking because after the first season, maybe even in the middle of whenever I saw him after a couple seasons and i said what's it like you know shooting in australia and he said he, you know he just what's great about it is exactly that they will throw themselves they want to plus everything mm-hmm. <laughs> but he also said when it's 4:45 or whatever like 15 minutes before quitting time he's like all ah, right yeah we're done he said they didn't have to do overtime which in the no. us is like it's all overtime like you kill yourselves he's like and and he wasn't complaining he was just saying it was so different in other words they will throw themselves at the grenade until it's about time to go home because they don't they appreciate their home lives their their life outside of the show
3: and that that to me was a real benefit of being there because i got into that you know because again we're all you know all this american type a types we're down there we need this on the set at eight o'clock in the morning and Mm -hmm. then restaurants go yeah right now sure mate she'll be right which we quickly <laughs> learned. Sorry. No it's not no worries. Happen. no worries. No worries. Or no worries.
0: Galas. It's
3: not going to happen, but what the hell, you know? And they, yeah, they they, work a 12-hour day, and then they vote. If we want them to do overtime, they vote. <laughs> that was it. And they <laughs> even really vote it down. Yeah. But if, really one, it down it was, if one person <laughs> says no, yeah. It's double golden slasher time, guys. Money, yeah. money, money. I'd rather go to
1: the pub, mate. Come on. Yeah. I remember yeah. Brian saying he had a great appreciation for that. In other words, kill yourself until twelve hours up. Yeah, I know, and
3: we got it done. We still got it done, you know. Yeah. And we got to, and we got to go to the pub, and they have great pubs. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it really, it, I learned a lot about that. Like, yeah, just chill out a little bit.
1: We'll get it done. We'll get it have, done. Yeah. Have any of you done sci-fi? Have any of you worked on a sci-fi series since Farscape, or even fantasy?
0: A lot. it's funny because when you go to this so straight after, oh sorry straight after, straight after Farscape uh I worked on Australian television which was very doctors and nurses and cops and robbers Mm, and all that fun stuff far and away Uh, right and um and then as soon as I moved to the states because I'd done one sci-fi that's all that you go for now they're like okay so you so you're you play an alien on a sci-fi and I go oh I also do um other stuff so they go so you do comedy as well I'm like yes yes I can do comedy and drama I'm like yes yes and host and sing and dance I'm like but so but you are a sci-fi it's it's very funny over here it's very different like in Australia I I feel like a it's um, a lot more open-minded in a way. Yeah. I don't know—is that the right way to say it? I to think it's the it?
1: British—the British tradition of actors act. It, it's not like, yes. oh, you're a sci-fi actor, you're a comedy actor, you yes. you do acting. And I think America—it's very marketing-driven and you know branding. What's your brand, Gigi? Oh, you're sci-fi. You Definitely. know, uh, and I don't—I don't know Australia. I guess because it's a smaller market, and again, I think it pulls from that British tradition of like you're an actor, you can act. I mean, it, and and even casting against type. Is no. there
2: a, a, a difference between L.A. actors and New York actors? hmm I'm, I'm, I'm just asking, posing the question. Is there a different mindset between... And I think
1: theater, yes, but, uh, you know, film and television tends to be out here. I mean, that I've seen, New York has a huge theater, uh, you know, uh, aesthetic, and, and, and that's a different mindset, uh, a bit more serious in a way, or...? Uh, and also mm. a lot more difficult. You have to memorize, you know, entire shows where TV and film acting is. You get a couple of pages in, and, and you know, there's a cut. Um, that's the only thing I've noticed. But I don't socialize with actors. I I hang out with the. Birds. I don't do don't it. You hate it when, you? <laughs> don't you hate it when, when you're you
5: shooting shooting something and and it's separate. It's written as as separate scenes, and then. Oh. You get to shoot it and they go okay um we're gonna put that all together
1: yeah
6: <laughs>
1: and that's that's the that's the that's the hard part of film and television acting ricky do writers get uh pigeonholed too have you been like oh you're a sci-fi writer or oh you, yeah oh yeah absolutely definitely
3: uh yeah there's a there is that so uh these days with the genres mixing and with the industry fragmenting and with the Netflix and we're going through such monumental changes as, a, as an industry, those lines are starting to blur a little bit because the genres are starting to mix a lot more and it's becoming a lot more yeah. acceptable. More mashups. You yeah. Know? yeah, I mean, when we were, when we were on, it, you know, it was the turn of the century when Farscape was on and I remember sci-fi was initially very, I mean, they, they were very happy about it, but they were very surprised that our demographic was pretty evenly split male, female. Right. At that time, for a science fiction show, that was that was uh, fairly unheard of, uh, right. we were very we were very proud of that. We said, "Great, you know, mm-hmm. we're we're, you know, we're not we're not just appealing to a hardcore, traditionally male audience. We've got, we've got a, a wider appeal than that." But it's yeah, how you I've do gone get
4: gone a... mainstream now, you know, like with Westworld, the success of mm-hmm. Westworld. Uh, right. You know, there's a number of shows that have gone mainstream, so I think that's facilitating a crossover. When you've got something like Anthony Hopkins mm-hmm. in a sci-fi. That's yep. Broken Boundaries, um, yeah. And there's a number of, there's another one, um, can't remember, it, but there seems to be a number of ones that are high profile, that have oh. actors from West, uh, not West Wing, but the, uh, the other political one with Kevin Spacey and- uh, well, Oh, uh, yeah, 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 House yeah, of Cards.
2: House of Cards,
4: yeah. There's, uh, he's the lead from House of Cards. He's the lead yep. in this uh, the sci-fi one. So I think, as you're saying, Ricky, that, that's, it's all fragmenting because of cable.
1: And, well, and the mashup. I think sci-fi used to be it was either Star Trek or Star Wars, and Doctor mm. Who was sort of the campy British version, and that yeah. was it. And yeah. so those are the three bins you could, you know, and that's what people expected. And I think because, like you're saying, with Westworld and and more uh, heady, more intellectual. I want hey, well, uh, intellectuals. Maybe not the right word, but uh, you know, more Asimov, less uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs. Yeah. Um, you, you get uh, a bigger range. And I think also, like Star Trek did, you can play with themes and social issues and not offend anybody.
4: Yeah. Um, and because I, I think we're living there now. Yeah. We're living in the, the kind of sci fi world now. Black if Mirror, yeah. Definitely. The questions about AI and the challenges, the ethical challenges, the moral challenges, we're there. So we're living in um, Black Mirror. Mm.
2: Interesting, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I found yeah my Fars- writing Fars- is
5: very. I, can't,
0: I, I found Farscape very sorry when i jumped on stop (laughs) you're so naughty i found farscape very uh when i first uh jumped on the set because i i I was more into phantasmagorical and that kind of energy so i i never really to be honest with you connected very deeply with sci-fi until the land of farscape and farscape to me when I was on set, even though there was aliens and spaceships and creatures and critters, didn't feel like a sci-fi. It felt like a crazy, wild, organic, raw, misfit family tumbling through the uncharted territories, if that makes any... It, it felt That's deeper and more organic and more raw than the sci-fis that I'd seen before.
4: It was so much about the relationships and the complexity yeah. of the right. be, it, be it with Crichton and, and Scorpius, you know, that incredible relationship there, yeah, all, all the relationships were fraught and tense and problematic and that, that was the original
7: always, Go ahead. I was going to say I guess that's what I always thought science fiction was or could be or should be um, as I was growing up I loved reading science fiction and, and I always thought that science fiction was centrally about what it was to be human <laughs> by sort of pulling that apart in to non-humans um, you know so that reading Asimov obviously, reading Ursula Le Guin, um, if you're if you're diving into um, a culture that only has one gender then what does that do to what it is to be human and that teaches you a lot. So I always felt that science fiction was essentially and massively about humans and so that Fastcape was a beautiful part of that for me.
1: As, as actors and having done these more Unique characters than you probably said before. Or after, was there something in the process that stretched you as an actor, and you appreciate? In other words, if you hadn't done something as wild or weird, did it help you in your your tool, your bag, your bag of tricks, or your your tool uh, set as actors for doing, like you said, more Shakespearean, bigger stuff as opposed to you know cops and nurses shows?
0: It was definitely very exciting. It it was a show where if you didn't go 150% and up, it would swallow you up, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was about 22-ish at the time. And I remember, I was just a wee baby, baby, a little baby. And I remember, um, all the, like literally all the people that were my idols that I grew up watching on Australian television coming onto the set of Farscape as guesties, you know, and we're, we're like teaching them how to fly the spaceship or teaching them how to communicate with Rigel or teaching them, and it was like, try not to fangirl out about because the word had got around town. How amazing Farscape was! You know, it was huge. Australia had never seen anything like that before. It brought in financial abundance. It brought amazing stories. It brought everyone was wanting to get on the set of Farscape. So, uh, it definitely, it definitely stretched any actor that placed one foot on that set, didn't it, guys? You had to really go for it. I remember seeing
4: some beautiful um, Australian. TV actors come on, and who whose work I admired on television, very naturalistic, but they couldn't, as you said, lift it up to fill out that suit. Um, and so often it was more the the actors who had theatre experience who came on mm-hmm. and knew that they could go huge and you know reach the back back of the theatre with their performance right. in order to get outside that massive suit that they were trapped in in, in some ways.
2: Initially, it was very, very difficult, because the only reference that actors had that were coming onto the set was Star Trek.
4: Right, right. So
2: That was their their only reference point. And then they just really had to watch very, very carefully how we were working and playing it and realized that they needed to just come up. You know, be more intense about what it was that they were doing. It wasn't a a kind of a a very... um, They just couldn't get it, some of them. But when they did get it, it was fantastic. They went, oh, my God, we can actually do this. But but actors, I I remember watching them really coming to grips with the fact of the way that we were playing it was not a domestic drama. We were going for it. And they went, oh, okay, I think we need to, I need to go for it as well. So, um, and then after a while, when they started seeing the show on television, then they suddenly go, oh, okay, right, that's where we need to be in our performance
1: that, that level that tone yeah so mm. we got a little we got about 10 minutes left and i know the room i mentioned the rumor at the top that they're well and it's not a rumor uh, brian and rock are talking about a new a new uh, new series or uh, continuing um and i want it's a fun question and there's no wrong answers but i want to ask you guys what is your character doing in the first episode of the new series this is this is conjecture there is no script written at the moment but i'm curious as (laughs) and then ricky you can tell us what you would like to be writing but we'll, we'll start with the the cast what would your character be doing or what would you like your character to be doing uh we'll start with the ladies so we'll start with rebecca
7: oh good on me all right here it is um i reckon that grazer is sitting talking to her daughter which who i have called estella for my own very specific Miss Havisham reasons. Um, and she, the daughter is grown. Uh, I think Grazer is facing some challenges based on her genetic um, tinkering early in her life. And she wields power through this beautiful girl. And, and she, surprisingly enough, loves her, but in the same way that people often love exquisite cars, or Phenomenal horses that win a lot of races. And so that she is talking about what Estella has been achieving and giving her interesting advice. There you
1: go. Nice. That's Gigi. the answer to my question. Yes.
0: Oh, how am I met that, you can't top that. That was amazing. <laughs> um, breathing? <laughs> I stole yours, Ricky. Uh, what's she doing? Oh. What would What's you want her doing?
1: to be doing? There's no wrong answer.
0: She's definitely got to, st- I don't know, it's got to start with something like this, her like warrior cry and everybody block your eardrums, but she she was a bit of a fan of the old like something like that, just to kick it off. And then-
3: <laughs> that's how we'd like to start a series.
1: <laughs> and, then, and then she makes a latte
3: and reads the paper. And
0: nails a little bit like this
4: man All
3: this right. is an arby's
0: paul right,
4: so i've got two two versions one is he's you're in some kind of dungeon area and he's he's leading these little children who have half masks other bannock slaves <laughs> he's <laughs> been going around seeking out bannock slaves these little kids are being used to do what he was used for which was to take the pain of wealthy people and and generals and what have you so they've they've been used like that so he's escaping with those kids the other version is you cut to a nice kind of lounge room, warm lighting, um, some nice antique furniture, and then you see that he's, he's set up shop as a psychotherapist.
1: Um, <laughs> yes! No, so he's either, he's either, he's either was, Oscar Schindler or Sigmund was, Freud. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> yeah, and, and when he gets, he gets pissed off because this person is taking too much time to actually get their shit together and it's not working, so he just reveals the mask. And the light just goes. This will save you a lot of money and me a lot of boredom. Uh,
5: That's his thing. Oh, I'm sorry, our time's up.
1: (laughs) We'll pick it up again next week. Dave, since you're chatty, you tell us what's your character doing. Um, (laughs) I think
5: the Scorpius. You know how he has that. What's it called? That
0: cooling rod.
5: Yeah, the cooling rod. Yes. Well, I call it that. <laughs> um, I think every night he goes into Scorpius's water <laughs> uh, cooling rod and tampers with it because, because and and then tweaks it so that 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 Scorpius is in an exquisite pain and almost dies but doesn't
1: because wow. he's oh, uh, dark dark is it so really Revenge. Rumble. Revenge. All right, Lonnie?
2: I think he comes to see you in a, a in a therapy session, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's in a funk. This is Pilot. Nothing, <laughs> fit <before>. <laughs> <laughs> nothing fits anymore. Right.
5: <laughs> he's, he's, I, know I know that story. <laughs> yeah, he goes through all these refits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what about Pilot?
5: <laughs> oh, Pilot, God. <laughs>
1: having his nails done oh, yeah
5: 24. that would take a long time I think there are little pilots
1: yeah ah. yes. pilots. nice is he training them is he raising them yeah <laughs> there you go Brian just went well there goes the budget
0: <laughs> Ricky are you getting all this you are taking all this <laughs> oh, well, and that, that, that's, where
1: that's where we're going is is, is Ricky what would what you, you like do. you don't have to do the first episode what would you like to do with the series of the characters or again it's open-ended and no one will hold you to this except diehard fans who heard this <laughs>
3: uh oh well the weird thing is the fun of farscape was not kind of having that much of a plan uh that's why <laughs> uh, the notion of doing this as a series again instead of a two hour uh and and being able to go 10 episodes or 13 episodes and rock and 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 brian i think are are, are uh, of a similar, similar uh, inclination, that part of the fun of the original was was like more like improv jazz than plotting out a, a symphony. Uh, we would sort of start them in place, and we'd sort of have some idea where they were going to go, and we would just start going. And we would just we would take side trips. We would improvise. A lot of the stuff on the show that happened that turned into major plot elements. Didn't come about because we sat down and thought it through. is because somebody in the creature shop did something weird, or Andrew Prowse had a rod coming out of Scorpius' head and dailies that we didn't expect to see, uh, or one of the actors would do something really interesting, and we'd say, "Let's, we're going to roll with that. We're going to use that." And that, that to me, I think was part of what gave the series its its energy because everybody was willing to improvise. Everybody was willing to to again, we needed actors that could commit and that could, you know, roll with it. But but boy, did we have that! So we, you know, again, we could we we could throw just about anything at them, and, and just like they'd all hit it out of the park. I, so I would just love to have that chance to, again, and just just you know, throw out some melodies and let let the band take it up and and see where it goes.
1: I think that's what created that organic tone and also that feedback loop with. The artists driving stories and the stories driving the artists, and, and you get that bigger world. Mm-hmm. It isn't just somebody handing down make this on the paper. And again, the actors contributing. I think that's what group made uh, Farscape such a a fun, rich show, as opposed to just like, okay, we, we kind of know where it's going because you know they're following some uh, some mm-hmm. person's idea of what this show is about. Um, we've then got I a couple would... minutes left. Then I just I, wanted to oh sorry, go ahead.
7: I was just gonna say when I going to be massively pregnant for the miniseries, um, you know, David Kemper rang me up and said, we, we've we heard something about you. And I went, ew, what? And it was that I was pregnant. And I went, e- indeed. And he said, it's science fiction. We can do anything. And so there I was, you know, essentially nine months pregnant.
1: <laughs> Aliens.
7: You know, shooting grazer. It was great.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask everybody. Getting- Where where people can find you now before we wrap up? Um, Okay, so we started the ladies last time. We'll start with the gentlemen. We'll start with uh, Lonnie first, because you were last.
2: Oh, what what was, sorry, what was it? Oh, where would
1: we find you? On social media or what are you up to? Are you working on anything? Oh, um,
2: yes, I'm doing some painting, um, oil painting again. In fact, this is a show and tell. Oh, good. So this is what I'm still working on this. I don't know if you can see it.
1: Oh, lovely. Beautiful. Looks just like
2: you. Perfect, like this. And my funniest little one is the little baby one.
1: That's great. So
2: anyway, um, you know, I've got an Instagram account, voiceover Uh, Talks. Talks. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) And you're doing a lot of uh, you're doing a lot of voiceover work. You
2: know what? I went for my first voiceover job last week. Oh, wow. And I thought that I had hadn't been working for two months. My wife told me it had been five months oh, wow. since I had last work. And I went, Oh, right. <laughs> so but I've now built myself a little home studio with a camping table. Oh great. Three sides and foam. So I'm tweaking untweaking. I'm oh look, is it? That- more? David and
1: <laughs> <Dave, Dave, laughs> <he's running.
5: laughs> right, Oh yes, that's me. You, David.
1: Dave, Dave. Where we find you? What are you up to besides playing with your lovely dog? <laughs>
5: uh, going to going to uh, Sydney Park, taking Moses for a run, go for a walk. I have to take him for a walk now, because um, I said the W word. Um, um, <laughs> um, just chugging along,
1: chugging, chugging. And will we find <laughs> you on social media anywhere?
5: Oh, Insta! I think I'm frankly Dave on Instagram. I'm a bit, I'm a bit remiss in posting regularly, but yeah, frankly Dave.
4: Cool, Paul. Uh, I'm not on social media. I'm just um, buried here at home working on my kids' audio project, which is getting close to completion. I've been talking about it for over twelve years. Each time I've gone to a convention, and it's getting close to finishing. And when it is, then I'll have a social media presence, I'll go back on Gigi's show, hopefully, to, to let people know. Fantastic. Ricky? Uh, I've been doing some teaching. I'm teaching at
3: UCLA Extension in the Writers' Program. Nice. Uh, our courses in TV writing, uh, dramatic TV writing, and pilot writing, which has been a lot of fun because I try oh. and run the classroom like a miniature writer's room and show people what fun it is to collaborate and in this wonderful, crazy what business that we're in and you can find me at my website frunium.com f r o o n i u m.com and that's also got a link to my twitter which is @frunium uh and i waste a lot of time on the twitter so you can usually find and annoy me there
1: great
0: jage uh so i'm everywhere because why yeah. not uh facebook instagram patreon twitch twitter Man. your mom's house no just nice. kidding um, so uh and i've Only just fans. You know, I've, I've just um, jumped on to Twitch uh, because I, we were on our way to a Comic Con and we got sent back, obviously, because the world shut down. Wow. So uh, I'm like, how do I connect with everybody and, and uh, share the love? So it's Gigi Edgley, Twitch TV. I have amazing guests, like all of you guys here. I've popped on to say hello. I'm chasing Rebecca as we speak. Mm. Uh, and it's from Tuesday to Saturday, five o'clock every day. We watch Farscape, We're, I do some fun singing stuff, we have some great guests, it's lots and lots of fun. And yeah, come on, come on by.
1: Lovely. And last but not least, lovely Rebecca.
7: Um, well, I'm on the Book of Face because I'm old and I will join um, Gige on Twitch because I think that Yay. sounds exciting. Um, I've been really, really busy because I've been working in COVID communications um, over the last month, so not as an actor but as a comms professional and I'm tired now, Um, but I'm writing a play which is set in a dinner party and it's probably about consent, power and democracy and it's a comedy and um,
0: I'll let you know when it's done.
1: Great, well
0: i think we've run out of time but wait where think- can we find where can we find you kirk what are you uh, doing here in
1: my office
0: okay <laughs> kirk, good, good. The, the address um uh, kirk we'll, be R- there, we'll be there in
3: 20 minutes <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm brewing up some tea um www.kirkrthatcher.com is my website and then instagram uh facebook and twitter
0: Oh, also if people would like to share the love of Farscape, anytime you put it on social media, if you can tag at Farscape is the official page and also um, Farscape now is the fan page as well. So if you hashtag it and add the at, then that would be fantastic. And watch, 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 watch it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, the like word, spread the word, spread, spread the, the word. word, we love. Mm-hmm. We have to go.
1: I think our time oh. is here is done. Thank you all from all over the world. <laughs> this has been great. Farscape continues. Elling Falls, good you, to see
6: you
4: guys. Bye-bye.
1: You guys. Good to see you. Cheers. Mwah, mwah, mwah. To the old, Bye. to the dating game. Mwah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Bye.
0: Bing bong bong. Boom ba doo, doo. I'm to get you. Hello? Can you hear me? Can you hear? Me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? No, the best one, Jake, is the maple-covered treats. Huh? Huh? Bacon? Bacon? Maple-covered bacon? What is it? You know, with the dog. Oh my god, with the German Shepherd. It's so cute. Um, all right, gang. So just to wrap it up. Oh, I don't need these anymore. Ugh. I'm blind. I cannot see. Love you very much. I'm hitting the road to go to Iowa tomorrow. I gotta to finish off uh, Johnny's song. Uh, the rest of my beautiful Patreon friends, I'll be sending your songs uh, this evening. Uh, and uh, I would like to. Johnny's been very lovely, and he's allowing us so bright to play his song. So as we say good night, good night. You're going to hear Let It Be Known. It's a very rough version. I've still got more to add on to it. But I think it's fun that you guys see the progression. So uh, do you, do you, after I've sent the guys their Patreon ones, we'll listen to that one maybe next week if I get the uh, allowance from those dudes. But here is The Amazing Johnny's. It's a cover of... of um, heart of glass do 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 do, 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 do. see you uh, in iowa and uh love you love you love you love you love you long time do i have a screen for this moment jake did you set it up there it is <laughs> all right here it is heart of glass a cover this is uh in the work in progress Hi.
6: Guess Soon turned out Had a heart of glass Seemed so like the real thing Only defined Would you mistrust That was gone by Once I had it all And it was defined Soon I found was out I was losing my mind Seemed like the real thing Only I was so Much mistrust has gone to hide. In between, what I find is pleasing and I'm feeling fine. Love is so confusing, there's no peace of mind. If I fear I'm losing you, it's just no good. You taste like a death. Soon, Soon found out day. I was close my mind. Seemed so like the, the real thing, day. but I was so, so blind. Much mistrust, love's behind. Once I had love, love, and it was, was a it guess. Soon turned out to be a pain in the ass. ass. Seemed so like the, the real thing, day. only I, I was, was too defined. Much mistrust has gone behind. Behind. Love's gone behind so very far. I can't even see so very far. Help me play, see it, it's gone so far. Love's gone behind Lost inside Dark but illusion and I can not hide. I'm the one you use and please don't push me aside We could have made cruise cruising Oh much?